another beautiful day that the Lord has made that we should rejoice and be glad in it. I trust we all do it fine today. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So if you're ready and you can hear me clearly, let's declare thank you, Jesus, ten times. Listen, you can say thank you, Jesus, and be religious. But you can say thank you, Jesus, and actually mean thank you, Jesus. Okay? You can say thank you, Jesus, and be religious. Or you can actually say thank you, Jesus, and you really mean thank you, Jesus. I wanted to declare ten times this morning, thank you, Jesus. Is it for your father, for your mother, for your health, for life, for provision? Just channel it to a direction thank you jesus number two we say thank you jesus number three thank you jesus number four thank you jesus number five thank you jesus number six thank you jesus number seven I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Number eight, thank you, sweet Jesus. You're amazing, Lord. Number nine, I say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for everything, Lord. Number ten, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, so impressed. Father, we adore you. You are amazing. Father, we adore you. You are amazing. Father, we adore you. You are amazing. 
para we adore you. You're a maid. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You see, Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians five, verse twenty-one would see that for he made him to be seen for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him so he just took on our burden, paid all the price, and set us free. Paid all the price and set us free to enjoy all that he had paid for. God is just amazing. Jesus is amazing. Jesus is amazing. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is amazing. All right. Father, we thank you. We're praying in a moment and we're asking God that he should give us insight into his word. Church without walls is a teaching service. We are asking God that he would give us insight into his word. That he should open our heart. That he should open our mind to receive. Listen, saints. Prayer is good. Prophecy is good. Alright? But the easiest way to receive wisdom and understanding is through teaching. The easiest way to communicate wisdom, to communicate understanding, is through teaching. It's not through prayer, neither through prophecy. So I see people who have met great prophets. I see people who have received mighty prophetic words. But I see how they keep taking the wrong steps. I see how they don't understand doctrine they don't understand principles. So their life is still going left and right, front and back, and they keep complaining. And I see people who have not met prophets or who have not received great prophecies, and I see how they have received sound teaching and sound wisdom, and their life is very organized and very productive. There is a dimension of wisdom you don't impart it can only be taught. 
So if you hate teaching, you will miss that dimension of wisdom. You will miss it. And the demon of ignorance does not die by fire. The demon of ignorance cannot be cured by prophecy. The demon of ignorance can only be cured by knowledge. The demon of ignorance can only be cured by knowledge. So we are praying and we are asking God right now, the Father, send your word to me this morning. What that means is that the teaching we are doing, God would have to shine the, this light into your heart for you to understand what we are saying. There are times we teach, teach the revelations and there are people who are not even able to receive what we are saying. Yeah, their ears are closed. They are hearing, but they cannot hear. Okay, the better word is they are hearing, but they cannot understand. They are looking, but they cannot see. So you teach a very powerful revelation. People are just like, wow, wow. I think I was somewhere, and a pastor was telling me how he followed our Facebook live one day, and I was explaining something about David. Well, like, ah, that thing has changed my life. I never knew, I'd never knew of it before. It has changed my life. I said, do you know that there is possibility that most of the people who were watching at that moment, it didn't do anything to them. Why? They were waiting for prayer and prophecy. So their revelation flew over their head. And if you read the Bible, Psalm 107 verse 20 said, He sent forth his word, and his word hid them, and his word delivered them. God's word must be sent. God's word must be sent. God's word must be sent. The word I'm speaking now, if God does not send it to you, it will not benefit you. That I'm speaking the word does not mean it has been sent to you. That I'm speaking the word does not mean you have received it. The word being sent to you is when you begin to find meaning to the word that I'm saying and begin to customize them, personalize them that, hey, this thing this pastor is talking about is for me. This thing is for me. This thing. And what happens is immediately there will be a bubbling in your spirit. Immediately there will be a bubbling in your spirit. So when you receive the word, that is when healing now comes. That is when deliverance from now will now come. Okay? If when the word is sent, you receive it, healing will come. When I say you will prosper, type it and receive it does not mean you have received it. No. Type it and receive or shouting amen does not mean you have received. That you receive the word starts from your belief system. In fact, number one is that if you read the book of um, Romans chapter 10, if you read from, I think from verse 9 now, talking about how you receive Christ, it said with the mount, confession is made. Alright? Then with the heart, man believeth. With the mouth, confession is made 
unto righteousness, and with the heart man believeth unto salvation. So now, the sign that you believe the word, I, the confession I made to you, is your belief system. But that is not enough. If you really want that word to sink and produce result, you have to re-echo the word. I said, you will prosper. You said, amen. The first thing you do is to configure your heart into believing. Then the next thing you do is to repeat it, I will prosper. I will prosper. You keep speaking the word throughout the day, throughout the week. I will prosper. I will prosper. I will prosper. Suddenly you get to work. As you get to work, hey, I will prosper. Why are you so happy? Hey, God, God has said I will prosper. Where did you see God? Oh, my pastor was preaching and he declared I will prosper. And that word that was spoken was not to you. That word was for everybody. You shall prosper. Boy, something hit you and you took it personal. You keep declaring it, I'll prosper. You believe it, I'll prosper. I'll prosper. Everything you do, you channel it toward that word. Charlie, there is no way that word will not bring forth fruit in your life. There's no way. But what do we do? We type amen. Some of us, particularly online, our through from a meeting, from the beginning to the end, our mouth does not even utter a word. Our mouth does not even utter a word. It's our keypad. Amen. I receive. Amen. And we are watching TV. Amen. And we are just with somebody. We are playing and laughing. Amen. I receive. Right on, Pastor. Amen. You type a fire emoji and there's no fire around you. You type laughing emoji and you are frowning your face. That is just how we do it. So we end up missing out of a very powerful, impactful and serious encounter. I've given the story before. A man of God met another man of God and was telling him how he attended a meeting in the 80s where Kenneth Hagin was there, Kenneth Copeland was there, uh, Maurice Cerullo was there, um, a lot of great men of God, Bishop, um, Bishop Tudor Bismarck, and a lot of mighty um, generals of the gospel were in that meeting and they thought powerfully. He said he was in that meeting. And the other man started crying. Why are you crying? He said, were you there? He said, yes. You were there? He said, yes. And they asked him a question. How come your life remained like this? The man was like, what do you mean? He said, you are still struggling. He said, that meeting, I was not there. I only got the tape about seven to eight years later. That was what changed my life. I only got the tape. I was not in the meeting. Somebody brought me the tape years later and he listened and his life changed. And somebody who was in that meeting, seated in that meeting, right there, nothing changed in his life. What happened? Receiving, understanding how to receive. So you receive with your heart, you receive with your mouth, then lastly, you receive with your action or your decision. Let me repeat. You receive. If it is the one I declare to you, you receive it first of all with your heart. Then you continue with your mouth. Your heart still have to be there. You continue with your mouth. Then your decision or your action is the final thing. Alright? So let me use salvation for an example now. When we come 
we have to make the sinner's prayer. Um, I, I tell you what to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. You repeat it, so your mouth have to be involved. I can't make the sinner's prayer for you. Oh, dear Lord, we pray that this person believe in you. No, 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 no. You must say it. That is why a dead person who did not receive Jesus, praying for them to go to heaven or whatsoever is a wasted prayer because you must say it by yourself and you must believe it by yourself. So, while I say you repeat, then you believe. Then after you believe, the next thing is, let's say you were a number robber, you were doing something whatsoever that is not pleasing to God. At that moment, there must be a decision on in you that, hey, as I live here, I'm going to take a bold step to throw away my guns. I'm going to take a step to stop going for prostitution. I'm going to take a step to stop lying. I'm going. There must be an action that precedes that decision you just made that you are now a born-again Christian. So the same way I tell you that you will prosper, you will make it, you will do this, you have to re-echo it with your own mouth. Whether it's a general prophecy or a personal prophetic word, I come and say the Nadua, doors are opening for you. Amen. Is it good? Is not enough. If your heart does not believe the amen, nothing will happen. And how do you know your heart has believed it? It does not leave your heart. It doesn't leave you. It stays with you. The meeting close. It's still in your heart. And you close. Hey, the man of God said, doors are open for me. I receive it. Doors are open. Suddenly you realize you are declaring it. Suddenly you realize you've gone into prayer. Doors are opening for me. Doors are opening for me. Doors are opening for me. Suddenly you begin to see the things you are doing that should have closed your doors and you just begin to avoid them. Suddenly you just get carry your Bible. What what do I do that for open doors? What are the things Bible have shown for open doors? You go to the book of Matthew. Jesus was being baptized and while he was praying, heaven open ah okay so um I prayer can open my doors open my heaven you begin to pray suddenly you go to first corinthians and you say paul said great and effectual doors are open for me for there are many adversaries oh that means there are power that stop open door okay another prayer i fight every adversary of my open door suddenly you go back into the book of malachi he said if you pay your tithes then the windows of heaven okay so my titan can open my heaven then you begin to commit yourself to your Titan, Father, I am a Titan. Let this word come to pass. Let me, and suddenly you will see yourself in the full manifestation of that prophecy. But what do we do? We just hear the word, Amen, and we sit down like nothing happened. We don't take steps. We don't. Do you believe? Oh, I believe. Oh, I believe. You don't believe it. You must re-echo it. It must settle in your heart. Then you must take actions. Then you see the word begin to come to pass. This how to receive the word. This how to receive prophecies and to work in the manifestations of the prophecy. So we're asking God this morning, the Father, I receive the word. Open my heart. Open my mind. Let your light, O God, shine upon me. I receive the word. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I pray right now, Lord, I ask that you open my heart, that you open my mind. Let your light shine upon me. I receive your word this morning. Let your word come to me. Let your word come to me. My understanding will not be darkened. 
I receive light in my spirit. And I receive the word in the name of Jesus. Pray the prayer one minute. One minute. Let's get into the word. One minute. One minute. Holomon Shkapaladrasis. Oh God, let the light of the glorious gospel shine upon us. Let the light of your glorious gospel let it shine upon us. Let the light of your glorious gospel let it shine upon us. Oh, the palakadaba shatapaladesis. Holy man, Tabelekadosh, Kabalasis. Kule Pereskativos, Condiveladesis. Oh, Yaparasatis. Father, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Let your light, O oh God, shine upon me. As your word comes, say the entrance of the word give it light and understanding. The entrance of the word give it light and understanding. Oh, deeper sapatesis. Father, this morning, give us insight by your spirit. Give us insight by your spirit. Give us insight by your spirit, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Heavenly Father, I ask that you speak through my mouth. Lord, let me speak only inspired words by your spirit this morning. And I ask that you give my listeners the ear to hear and the heart to understand. Lord, even those that will listen to this teaching after now, let the spirit be communicated to them. For the letter kill it and the Spirit giveth life. Let life come. Father, let life come. Let light shine in their heart. Let their understanding be open. I take out every veil of ignorance, every veil of doubt and unbelief. I tear it out of their heart. Let your light come. Let your light come. Lord, whoever that listens to this teaching that has been having issues in comprehension, even concerning the word or concerning their own academics. Lord, we tear off that veil. 
we tear off that veil. Let light come. Let light come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If you came late, I would admonish you that you go back to this teaching later, listen through the beginning. The little exposition we just had, it will help you. It will help you. I'm serious. It will help you. Okay. Last Sunday, we began something I want us to finish this morning. Walking in overflow. Walking in overflow. Walking in overflow. Walking in overflow. If you can hear me, repeat it with me. Walking in overflow. All right. So it's our month of overflow. And we've been praying, declaring, prophesying. And by the grace and the mercies of God, we've been having overflowing testimonies. We have been having overflowing testimonies. And I pray that even for you, before this month end, your own testimonies shall overflow in the name of Jesus. So I tried to explain to us last week that the statement there, walking, is not actually taking physical steps. The statement there, walking, is you living in the consciousness that there is something called overflow. Living in the reality that there is something called overflow. If you read John 10, 10, they said the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I am come that you may have life and have it abundantly. So, which means there is something called overflowing life. There is something called overflowing life. I shall not die but live to declare the works of God. It's an overflowing life. Psalm 118 verse 17. It's an overflowing life where you don't die carelessly. Where you don't die premature. It is in Christ. But you must find it, get the revelation, and unlock it. Listen, the reason why the Bible does not make sense to unbelievers is that Everything in the Bible is coded. Let me explain this today. Everything in the Bible is coded. Okay? Everything in the Bible is coded. So if you are a believer who does not have light, you will be reading the Bible and arguing the Bible like an unbeliever. All right? Until the codes are revealed to you until it is uncoded, she will not be able to receive anything from God. Okay? That's why Jesus said that the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. He said, for the letter profited nothing. So, the scriptures you are seeing, the book of the Bible that you have, is a written letter. Okay? But inside that written letter, there is a spiritual side of it. There is a spiritual side of it that has been covered from the book. So it takes you, that is the reader, to receive light for you to see beyond the natural. 
That is why suddenly you begin to see a man of God trying to explain scriptures and suddenly you are wild like, ah, I didn't know this thing is like this. So you will see people who know the Bible intellectually, who know the Bible by letter, they've studied the Greek, they've studied the Hebrew, they've studied the, studied the Aramaic and other versions, go to great Bible schools, but you hear them talking rubbish. Because now they are talking by human wisdom, not by spiritual wisdom. The Bible and the things of the kingdom is a spiritual wisdom. If you follow it carnally, you follow it by your own mindset, Charlie, you're going to lose a lot. You're going to lose a lot. I promise you, you will lose a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. The spirit must be communicated. A lot of us, painfully, you are still reading your Bible without the Spirit. A lot of us, we are still reading the Bible without the Spirit. So what do you do for me? Every time you pick up your Bible, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit, explain to me. Open up this Bible to me. Let your light come and begin to read. As you read, ask questions. Why is this thing like this? Why is this thing like this? Light will begin to come. Light will begin to come. Okay, so walking in overflow means carrying the consciousness and living in the reality of overflow. I gave us Luke 6.38 that said, Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over shall men give to your bosom. Another version said, over and overflowing shall men give to your bosom. And I gave us Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 how God created man with a plan for overflow. Say, God bless them, because they'll be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. So you see, everything God created man with was in the mindset of overflowing. Overflowing. God's plan is for us to run over. It's for our blessings to run over. In God's plan for us, there is no frustration. That does not mean challenges should not come, but not frustration. When you begin to lose the victory over challenges, that is when frustration begins to set in. When you are not able to conquer your challenges, you start getting frustrated. That is why you must get built up as a believer. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You must be a strong believer. You must be strong. Listen, life is not for the weak. The world is not for the weak. You must be rugged. Christianity is not for the weak. You must be rugged. And one of the ways to get rugged is through the word, teachings. Be strong. Any little thing you are complaining, the weather, you are complaining, economy, you are complaining, the rain fell, you are complaining, um, you got a job, you are complaining, you lost your job, you are complaining, you got uh, school admission, you are complaining, you lost admission, you complain, they gave you visa, you complain, they deny you everything, you complain. You won't go far like that. You won't be able to go far. You must be strong. You must be strong. There's no way that is not tough. And I said to her, the first thing that you need to walk in overflow is your mindset. We spoke about that extensively. And I said the second thing is, okay, I won't mention it. Who can remind me the second thing I spoke about last week? 
So if you didn't listen to the teaching last week, I would advise you to go back to the podcast. A lot of you don't listen to teachings. A lot of you don't listen to teachings. It's painful. Some of you that don't have notes where you write teachings down at your age. A serious Christian, there's no note where you write down teachings at your age. You don't listen to teachings. You don't write down. No wonder your brain, you always have problems. There's nothing inside. So by the time you face the devil, there's nothing in your brain to contend the devil with. There's nothing inside spiritually. There's nothing to fight your battles with. So you just pray, 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 pray. It looks like it's not. There are prayers that if, you, if the word is not backing you, you can't win. You can't win. It's a very bad thing. No? I'm, not, I'm not joking. You're a believer who don't take notes. You're a believer who don't comfortably listen to teachings. You have a lot of problems that have no answer. You always be discouraged. You always give up. Because the word is what gives you balance. All right. Bausalam said, so winning. That's correct. Others have forgotten. They've forgotten. So I said the first thing is your mindset. And I'm telling you, it is important that you go back to listen to that teaching. If I tell you, just know I mean it. Your mindset. Number two is so winning. Number three, what did I mention number three? We're continuing from number three. Number three is be an asset to God's kingdom. Be an asset to God's kingdom. Being an asset to God's kingdom. And I said to us, an asset to the kingdom is someone who is a benefit to God and to his work. An asset is some something or someone of great value and great benefit. So are you of great value to God? Are you of great benefit to God? If you are to die now and God wants to say, don't die, stay back. Why will God say you should stay back? Let me say this to us. How many of you have ever heard that the dead came back to life? How many of you have ever heard that the dead came back to life? Let me see you. You've ever heard that somebody died and they came back? Okay. One, two, three people. Three persons I've heard. Okay. Seven, eight. All right. How many of you have believed that the dead can come back to life? How many of you believe that the dead can come back to life? Okay, a lot of us. All right, others don't believe because I'm sure their brother, their father, their friend died. He didn't come back, so they don't believe. Now, let me say this to you. Do you know that God will not allow everybody to come back? Yeah, that's where I'm driving to. God will not allow everybody to come back. It's not about who prayed though. It's not about the weight of the prayer. No. The usefulness. All right? The usefulness is number one. What are you coming back to do? When you were here, what did you do? What were you doing? Hmm? 
the usefulness that's number one what were you doing if you read the book of i think act 19 a woman called um tabitha docas died when she died they sent for um, peter and when peter came all the women and all the people in the community gathered to peter and they held him and they began to cry to peter Say, this woman have died. Bring her back to life. They showed Peter, say, look at the clothes she made for us. If not for this woman, my son cannot pay school fee. If not for this woman, um, this and this will not happen. If not for this woman, that and that will not happen. If not for this woman, and they kept bringing all that everybody was in tears. Bible said Peter was moved. And Peter went in the laid hands on the woman and brought the woman back to life. There was a reason. There was a reason. Check everyone in the Bible that had died. You will find reasons why they came back. There were some that died that Jesus did not even bother to bring them back. So reasons are very important. Number two is when a person dies, something happened. There is three components that make up a being, body, spirit, and soul. That means the spirit have left the body. Now, when the spirit leaves the body, it does not leave the environment immediately. Okay? The spirit is still in a realm where it can be communicated with. If you can call back the spirit into the body, the person will come back to life. If you can call back the person's spirit into the person's body, the person will come back to life. That's all. The moment you're able to bring that spirit back, it's not enough to just say, oh, uh, John, come back. No, there must be, it's a spiritual thing, spirit to spirit. You, I'm not saying you have to come and do one Indian ritual, burning sense. No, your mouth, but it must happen with revelation. It must happen with authority. You can bring the person back to life. But in all God's sovereign will, God can say, I don't want this person to come back. I've attended one of the people who have heard that have raised more than in the current contemporary ministry is the man called um, Richard Bonke. But I've attended his meeting where they brought a dead body and they took it back home like that. In fact, it was even a man of God. So God's sovereign will also have a role to pray. God can say, this person, I don't want. You will do everything, do everything. God said, I don't want. You are gone and you are gone. So at the end of the day, let's understand these things. Okay, that's not why we are here. So what we're talking about being a kingdom asset. Assets are valuable things, okay? Assets are valuables. Does God have value for you? Oh, I'm a Christian. I know, I didn't dispute that. But does God have value for you? What are you doing? If you read um, Isaiah 38, when the prophet... Um, Isaiah went to meet the king Hezekiah and said, Put your house in order, for God had said that you will die. What did he do? He went into the temple and began to tell God, Say, God, do you remember I'm the one that built the temple? Do you remember I'm the one that fight for the community? Do you remember I'm the one that feed the widows? I'm the one that clean the church? I'm the one that support the man of God? I'm the one that do this? While he was telling God the things he was doing for the kingdom, God sent the prophet immediately. Say, go back. Tell him, I have added 15 years more to his age. So now, if God would want to do something for you, and 
your works, your record is to be checked to do it. Please, my question is, do you have enough record? Do you have enough track record that would make God change his mind from the negative thing he wants to bring upon you? Do you have enough track record that you want God wants to do something? You have enough positive work that will make God to hasten what he wants to do. What have you done for humanity? What have you done for the church? What have you done for your man of God? What have you done? What have you done? What have you done? You see, somebody somewhere listening to me now says, it's not, it's not important. Once you are born again, you are born again. Don't worry. Very soon you will soon understand. If you read the Bible very well, I think in the book of Luke 7, Luke 7, Oh yeah, Let's take from verse three or two. Take from verse two. Quick, 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 quick. Let's get into this thing. Your works matter, though. Even you go to the book of James, it says faith without works is dead. And most of us had we don't like it. Look at and a certain centurion servant who was there unto him was sick. A lot of us get to this point we have been sick once or we are sick and ready to die which means the sickness was something that would lead him to die okay and when he had that jesus when he heard of jesus that was the centurion now he sent unto him the elders of the jews beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant so for the elder for this man to be able to send the elders of the church the man was not an inconsequential person in the church Okay, he was not an inconsequential person in the church. For him to be able to gather elders and send them on errand. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he would that he was worthy for whom he would do this. So look at this now. When the elders came, they were talking on behalf of the man. Listen, listen, your works matter. So the elders said to Jesus, See, this man. Is worthy. He deserves it. We're not just asking you to just come. This man is worthy for you to do this for. Let's see why. Let's go. The next verse will tell you why they said so. Give me the next verse, please, 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 please. Okay, look at this. For he loved our nation. Why? And he built, he built us a synagogue. So you see, his work is speaking. He loved our nation and he built us a synagogue. He built a church. Most of you, the things you are asking God for, God is asking, why should I do it? You have no defense in the place of prayer. Oh God, this year I want a car. This year I want to marry. God is asking why. Because others have it. What is your record? When they go through your record, what do we find in your record to give you what you are looking for? Oh, you don't know that God check motives. You don't know. You don't know God check motives. You don't know that God check motives. So they said, for he loved our nation and he built us a synagogue. The next part said, and Jesus went with them. He did not argue. 
And the woman at one time came to Jesus, say, Heal my child. And Jesus said, I will not cast my food to dogs. Huh? Somebody came to Jesus and he said, I will not cast the food, the food of the children to dogs. Another person came, Jesus followed. Why? Value. An asset. Are you an asset to God's kingdom or you are a liability? Are you a pillar or you are a caterpillar? Pillars we hold, caterpillar we destroy. Are you an asset? Are you a pillar? So if, if now, if now, if now God chooses to do something for you and he wants to check your record to do it, what can God see in your record that will make him say, my son must receive this, my daughter must do this? Don't get it wrong. Everything we do as believers, we must submit on them through the finished work of Christ. But don't also get it wrong. Your works are very important. What have you done? The church you attend, the church you attend, what in that church can you point to that your money bought? The church you attend, what can you point in that church that your money bought it? The man of God that comes to preach, today you go to church, today is Sunday, you go to church. The man of God that comes to preach to you every week, every day, what is he wearing? that you can point or you can never point, maybe not today, maybe last week, last year, next year, you can point, ah, Father, thank you for the privilege I clothed this man of God, not out of arrogance and pride. I clothed this man of God today. And it's been, so every day he wears the cloth all that people paid for to come and bless you. And you sit down, he eats the food other people feed him with to come and bless you. The chair, other people bought, you sat on it. The fan, the air condition, other people paid for, you are there enjoying it. There's nothing in that environment that your name can be connected to. All he said is, I might not give you an offering. See who is talking. Check the offering. This whole year, the record of the offering is not up to 100 Ghana cities. The person talking. 55 CDs every, every day, 5 CD, 2 CD, 10 CD. And this somebody God has blessed. This somebody in a situation close to death that needs God than ever before. Somebody who is in a situation that needs God. So if your work will save you now, what work? Look at the whole church. There's no one person you can point at, hey, I brought you to church. This one, this so here, this so. Let me go. As you're going to the church today, please look around that church and ask yourself, who have you did you bring to this church that is still in church? What did you buy? What did you bring to this church that is useful to the church? You enter the church, the chair you sat on is shaking. The chair is about to break. Do you know what a wise kingdom asset would do is to look for an usher give the person money please can you help me buy this chair and replace without announcing it is to go out look for a shop buy one chair if you can't afford more buy one chair go there just saw one chair shaking I, I want that chair to be replaced look at the chair you go to the church you see the fan is not working listen 
Every problem you see in your church is because God wants you to be part of the solution. Every problem you see in your community is because God wants you to be part of the solution. But instead, we sit down and all we do is gossip, gossip, complain. So the day God is looking for what he will want to use to bless you, he will not find anything. So you wonder why your prophecies are delaying. You wonder why your blessings are delaying. If they check the record of your tithe, there's nothing. If they check the record of your sacrifice, there's nothing. They check the record of your honor, there's nothing. If they, some of you here cry listening to me are people who go to church. Your pastor doesn't know you. You don't know your pastor. Hello, hi, hi. You are the worst kind of believer. You don't know your pastor doesn't know you. Just come, church clothes, carry your Bible. You are not a Christian, no. You are not a Christian. You are a bench woman. So you must be a kingdom asset. Let me run through this very quick. You must, it's a must, it's a must. You want to be valuable to God, be an asset to the kingdom. And I said to us that to be an asset, you must be a believer who is planted in God's house and God's work. You must be a believer who is planted in God's house and in God's work. And I give us Psalm 92 verse 13 that says that those who be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Shall flourish. Assets are planted. Assets are not everywhere. Assets are not everywhere. Assets are planted people. Today, you are with uh, Bishop this. Tomorrow, you are with Bishop that. Next, tomorrow, you are with Bishop that one. You are with Bishop this and this and this. No, assets are planted. When assets talk, you know where they are talking from. When they talk, you just know, okay, this is the roots where they are coming from. Assets are planted people. Like I said last time, somebody messaged me, oh man of God, pray for me. Tell me what God is saying now. You are my only hope. You are my, Without you, I can't do anything. Your the DP, the DP was half an hour. I was laughing. Listen, it didn't offend me. No, 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 no. I didn't get angry. I didn't get offended. I was laughing because you are deceiving yourself. Me. I'm your daughter. So one messaged me, hey, Papa, is you your daughter? I said, daughter, I don't know. I don't know you. And you know me, I'll be blunt to you. I don't know you. If I know you, I will tell you I know you. I don't know you. If you are my daughter, I should know you. Sonship and daughterhood is consent, not assumption. Okay? That you sit under a man's meeting, that a man prophesied to you, you got a miracle, lay hands on your head does not mean you are a daughter or a son. No. What makes you a son or a daughter is instruction. If you want to do something and I tell you don't do it, will you? If you don't want to do something and I tell you do it, will you? This is part of sonship. Who do you run your plans by? Oh, I want to build a house. Oh, I want to buy a car. I want to travel abroad. Um, look at it. Um, should I? And what is God saying? It's beyond what is God saying now. Should I? If God didn't say it and I tell you do it, will you? That is where sonship and daughterhood comes in. Who instructs you? Who teaches you the word? Who teaches you the word? What you believe now, Who? where did you receive it from? 
That's where sonship and daughterhood is. It's not by just, oh, just, he just like one man of God. He's very anointed. He has big um, um, cross. He's, he has big title. Or can prophesy, oh, this is my father. Tomorrow, when you see the one that is more anointed, you will change father too. I've never seen, forgive me, forgive me. I've never seen a people who don't understand sonship and fatherhood like the church in Ghana. I've never seen, I have never seen a people who don't understand sonship and fatherhood like the church in Ghana. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Let's leave that. So you must be planted. You must be planted. It's a must. You must be planted. When you can easily walk out of people's life as if they never existed, then you don't understand what being planted is. Number two, if you must be an asset, you must be a practitioner. James 1, 22. James chapter 1, verse 22. James chapter 1, verse 22. Be ye but be ye doers. Okay, get me from verse 21 now. It will be it will help us. Let's go from verse 21 and 22, please. James 1, 21, 22. So that we get it clearly. So you must be a practitioner. Say, so wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Alright? Let the word be planted in you and what else do you do? Do the word. He said if you only hear the word and you don't act on it, he said you are a deceiver. But he said who are you deceiving? your own self. You are living in self-deception. Most of you listening to me now. Listen, how many of you believe the Bible? How many of you believe in the Word of God? Let me see you. If you believe in the Bible, let me see you. You believe the whole Bible, not once one part. Okay, nice. A lot of us. Nice, nice. Beautiful, beautiful. Some people don't believe Okay. Okay. Awesome. Wow. Bible believers are here. Awesome. Amazing. Okay. All right. So we believe everything the Bible says. Okay. So the Bible said, don't steal. The Bible said, don't lie. The Bible said, um, don't commit adultery. The Bible said, what else again? We should believe in Jesus. We should walk the works of Jesus. We should win souls. The Bible said that we should give tithe. The Bible said that we should give first fruit. 
So since you believe the Bible, why don't you do the Bible? Why do you struggle to go for evangelism? I'm waiting for your answer, you that believe the Bible. Why do you struggle to go for evangelism? Why don't you pay tight? Why don't you give first fruit? The Bible instructs us to fast. Why don't you fast? The Bible said we should forgive. How come there is still there are still people you don't forgive? The people you are still offended with for five years now, you are still angry with them. So you see, we try to hide under religion. We try to hide under, um, particularly those of us who are in prophetic churches, because most time the prophetic churches don't have time to teach. There's no more time to teach. You want to manifest and be a blessing and all of that. That's why we've dedicated Sunday morning only for teaching. Only for teaching. Because we just want to prophesy and soft things and all of that. So the people are not grounded in the word and we misbehave. We disobey God a lot. Hiding under prophecy. Somebody who is eating tight have received a prophecy that God will soon prosper you. How? Is the prophecy a lie? No. It's the mind of God. Yeah. But according to God's word is that if you don't tight, he said that we, I will not be able to rebuke the devourers. I will not be able to open the windows of heaven and pour you a blessing. If you don't give, there will not be a response of giving unto you good measure pressed down. Listen, you can be getting salary and yet you are not blessed because the blessing of God is not there. The blessing is opened up to you through tithing, through giving. The blessing is not money. The blessing is what makes your money useful. Say, for the blessing of the Lord maketh you rich and does not add sorrow. Proverbs 10 22. So, why don't we believe the word? Why don't we do the word? Like I said to us earlier, the sign that you believe is that you are doing it. The sign that you believe is that you are doing it. So winning. Why don't, why, how come? Some of you have never gone for evangelism in your life. Never. Never. Bible says, honor your father and your mother. And at your age, you are the one disrespecting your mother and your father. Till now, you are quarreling with your father, quarreling. And you say you believe the Bible. So why do you select the one you do? People that I'm, I'm, I, I so laugh at are those who divide the Bible into two. So when it comes to salvation, they shout glory. When it comes to healing, glory. When prophecy comes, you see them shaking and bowing to prophecy. When you talk about tithe, they will tell you that tithe is Old Testament. Tithe is the law. Is it the Bible or not? Why are you being stupid? They tell you, you shall be blessed. I declare the blessing of Abraham. I receive it. Glory. Have you read the Bible that tithe began with Abraham? Genesis 14. Tithe began before the law. Abraham, Jacob said to God, I'm going, I'm going out of my father's house. I want to go and labor. When I return, 10% of everything I have labored for, I'm bringing it back. Are you aware Jesus spoke about tithe? 
are you aware soul winning began as far as before the law? So why are these things difficult? Are you aware forgiveness has been on? The restitution has been on. Why are they difficult for you? But you say you believe the Bible. So he said, if you are not a doer of the word, you are deceiving yourself. Listen, intentions are good, but actions are better. Intentions are good, but actions are better. Intentions are good, but actions are better. What you know that if you do, it will bring this kind of result, and you don't do, you will never find that kind of result. So I wonder why a lot of us, we keep struggling, we keep struggling, we keep hanging around challenges, we keep staying around, because we are not doing what we claim to believe. And if you are not doing it, it means you don't believe it. I said so. Oh, no, pastor, I believe it. So why are you not going for evangelism? And um, you see, um, my work, um, I go by 6 o'clock, I close by 9 o'clock every day. Okay, I agree. But you meet people at work every day. Why can't you preach Christ to somebody? Hmm. That's the last thing they will reply you. Hmm. That's all they will reply. Hmm. Oh no, may I believe in giving no. Hmm. But you see, eh? You see, um, my friend, keep quiet. If you believe it, you will do it. If you believe it, you will do it. Honor your father and your mother. If you believe it, you will do it. And all these things have been set out to bless us. So every time you are not doing them, you are robbing yourself of a blessing. You are robbing yourself of a blessing. What you know will never change your life. What you know will never change your life. It is what you do that will change your life. Let me repeat. What you know will never change your life. It is what you do that will change your life. I know that beating can make my body not to smell, right? Everybody knows that. If I don't beat, I will smell. But I know, huh? I know, I know that beating will cleanse my body. But if I don't beat, everybody will run from me. I know brushing my teeth will keep my mouth clean. I know. But if I don't do it very soon, everybody will become my enemy because my mouth is smelling. So what you know will never change your life. What all I'm teaching you today, all I have taught you, all I will teach you, it will not change your life if you don't do them. Be not hearers of the word only, but be ye doers of the word, so that you will not become somebody who is living in self-deception. To be an asset, you must understand that you should be a doer. The third thing you need to be a kingdom asset is invest in people. Invest in people. Invest in people. God's heartbeat is people. 
God did not create you just for yourself. Get me Genesis 12, verse 3. Genesis 12. Okay, give me 2 and 3. Genesis 12, 2 and 3. Get me um, John chapter five, uh, 6. Okay, just write that down if you are writing. John 6, 1 to 5. Because of time. Let me see if I can run through it today. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shall be a blessing. All right? So you see God's structure. You see God's structure. God does not want to come and start blessing everybody. One, 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 one. Hold on with the John. I can't read all together. Follow me, please, so that we can explain one and get into the other. God does not want to start sharing blessing one, 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 one to everybody. All right? God wants to bless you. No, it's fine. Don't worry. God wants to bless you and you will now be the one blessing other people. Then God can focus on other things. But what we do is that as God bless us, we cover it, we hide it, we put it in one corner and begin to chop it Why others we leave them stranded. But God is looking, listen, God is looking for people that he will bless. And because of them, he will not worry about other people anymore. Let me repeat. God is looking for people that he will bless. And because of them, he will not worry about other people anymore. That's the kind of people God wants to bless. That if I give you a million dollars now, there's one orphanage there. I will no more worry about the orphans in that place. If I give you a job right now, I will not be worried about the Christians working in that company of anybody trying to manipulate or cheat on them. Since I have promoted you to be a boss, I know you will use your seat to cover the believers there, but no. God have you in a top position in a company, yet believers are still being oppressed. In fact, as a matter of fact, you are part of those oppressing the believers. You are part of those oppressing the believers. If you don't sleep with me, no promotion. If you don't give me um, 10,000 ganas, you see a fellow believer, a believer wants a job. The salary every month is 3,000 ganas. And a fellow believer will tell a fellow believer, go and bring 70,000 ganas. 7,000, 10,000 for a job of 2,000. Are you not wicked? Are you not wicked? Are you, if you are not wicked, what else is that? What is, else is that? A believer, a believer, he are now dying in a church, a deacon, a deacon. So the person will need two years, three years to gather what they paid to get a job that they finish school to work in. And we say we are Christians. A Muslim won't do that to a Muslim. Trust me, trust me. A Muslim will not do that to a Muslim. Go and check. A Muslim, they won't do that to their fellow Muslim. But a believer, they will do it. A believer can see promotion coming to a fellow believer, they will go and block it. They will go and block it. They will say, it's not my church member. But if your fellow Christian will say, no, it's not my church member. So if you read the book of John 6, 1 to 5, you see Jesus multiplying five loaves of bread and two fishes to feed the multitude. So, he was concerned about people. Jesus could have ignored them, but he cared. He cared. 
he cared. If you read verse 5 of that scripture, he said he asked them not because he didn't know what to do. Not because he didn't know what to do. All right, get me Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. If you get time, read that John, John 6 chapter from verse 1 down. Okay? Proverbs 9, 17. I'm trying to just run through. We are late already. Proverbs 19, verse 17. Deuteronomy 15, 11. Proverbs 21, verse 13. I have one question for you again. Who is happy that you are alive? Who is thanking God because of you? Ah, Father, thank you. Thank you because of that woman. Thank you because of that man. Proverbs 19, 17. He that had pity on the poor lended unto the Lord. And that which he had given, will he repay him again? So he said, every time you have pity on the poor, all right, you must understand the poor. Every time you have pity on the poor, he said, what you are doing, you are giving loan to God. Hmm? He didn't say on beggars. Not every beggar is poor. Some beggar can have money more than you. Where you have pity on the poor, somebody who is genuinely in need, some have turned it to a business. So their own case there, just leave them on God. But there are some who are in dying need, in dying need of that help. So every time you give them, you are giving loan to God and God will pay. Listen, if you know God well, you will understand that God does not pay back what he receives. He will multiply it with many zeros. Many zeros. Deuteronomy 15 verse 11 he said, For the poor shall never cease out of the land. Therefore, I command thee, saying, Thou shalt open thy hand wide unto thy brothers, to thy poor, and to thy needy in thy land. The poor shall never cease out of thy land. Therefore, thou shalt open thy hand to thy brother, to thy sisters, and the poor, and the needy in the land. Can I tell you what this scripture is saying? Can I tell you what this scripture is saying? I know you are not seeing it. Can I tell you the revelation behind this scripture? Okay. I know it's not for everybody, but I want to tell it to someone who understands and who is paying attention. God is showing you in this scripture how not to be poor. I know you don't get it. God is showing you how not to be poor. Okay, some poor have not gotten it. If it says that you should help the poor, that means you are, he's telling you that if you help the poor, you will leave their midst. Even if you were in the midst of the poor, by the time you start giving to the poor, God will start lifting you out of being poor. So those of you, when it comes to time to help, time to give, you start complaining. You are telling yourself that you are in the same level with the poor people. And it's, it is spiritual. How do I explain this to, for you to get it again? This is one of the keys. Listen, that's, that's what I told us. When you downplay the power of giving, you will suffer. This is your Bible. He said, the poor, you will... Can you repost that scripture for me? Repost it, repost it. 
repose that scripture. Deuteronomy 15. For the poor, you will have always, not sometimes so, for the poor shall never cease out of the land. There must be poor people. So now, you, I want to help you so that you will not be part of the poor. Then I command, not advise you, it's a command saying, thou shalt open thy hand wide unto the, thy brother and to thy poor. Because I don't want you to be poor. You are now my own. You are now a Christian. I want you to be rich. So I'm commanding you to give. Open your hand wide to thy poor and to thy needy in the land. So once your hands are closed, poverty catch up with you. Once your hands are open, even if you were poor, you will escape it and come out of there. Oh, you see, we poor people. Who gave you poor people? We the masses. You and who is the masses? It's we the masses. They are cheating us. They are suffering us. We are the ones suffering in the country. We are the one. You and who is the masses? Not me and you. There are kingdom ways. You see, you go to social media, you see somebody post, eh, January is coming now, by December they will start posting. Eh, somebody now, one fool now, bloggers just posted, one fool now will carry their first fruit and go and give to their pastors. Carry your money that you labored for. Go and give to your pastors. And you see a born-again believer, hmm, it's true. You, check, go check the comment. Me, I don't more pay title. I don't more give first fruit. I carry my money. I go and give it to orphanage. I go and give it to a believer, a believer, a believer. So we're going to ask you very soon, who is your pastor? Is it Facebook or church? When you were sick, did you go to the blogger for prayer? When you almost died, did you go to the blogger for prayer? When you needed direction, did you go to Facebook to look for direction? When you needed solution, did you go to the blogger? So how come when it came to the time for you to invest in the kingdom, you are stupidly going to Facebook for a stupid instruction that will make your life stupid? The next year, they will still complain. The next two years, they will still complain. You will never come out of it. You will never come out of it. We'll never come out of it. See, believers who are not grounded, who don't know their left and their right, all over social media, arguing things that should not be argued, breaking principles of the word and expect God to lift them. No, you were sick. You were sick. Why didn't you go to the blogger? Insta blogger, I'm sick. You people should heal me. You need that direction. Ah, Insta blogger, I don't know who to marry. You push and show me who to marry. Insta blogger, um, please, oh, um, 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 uh, what do they call it? Gist, is it gist three or gist what? You push and show me, oh, what do I do? No, no, no. You went to church. You had a bad dream. You went to church. You were attacked. You went to church. Now it got to the time for you to give back your substance. You are going online to check if you should give or not. Kwasiasem. Give me Proverbs 21, verse 13. Proverbs 21, verse 13. The poor you will have always. Hey, somebody say, I'm not the poor. Say, I'm not the poor. Say, I'm not the poor. I'm not the poor. Somebody say, I am not the poor. Say, I am not the poor. I'm not the poor. Before we read the scripture, declare it to yourself now. The poor. So poor people will never finish in the land. That's the truth. But I'm not the poor. I am not the poor. I am not the poor. 
I am not the poor. So do you know what you do from today? Start giving. Not just in church, but give to poor people. Give to poor people. This is a principle I learned from my pastor years ago, over 10 years, that has blessed me. This is the principle. The principle is that if you give to those under you, you are telling yourself you will not be like them. If you give to those ahead of you, you are telling yourself, this is the direction I want to go to. I learned that principle from my pastor long, long, over 10 years, and I've held it with my life. And let me say this to you. This scripture includes giving to your father and your mother. I'm not saying they are poor. Okay? It includes giving because he wrote there your brothers, right? It wrote there your brothers. Yeah, it stated it there your brothers, your brethren. It just encapsulated it. Your family is included. Charity begins at home. Most of you are stingy to your mother, stingy to your father. Some of you don't give to your wife. If you are a man, you don't give money to your wife. You are either a wizard or a wizard. You are a wizard or a wizard. Once I see men who hide money from their wife, I see a man who has no prosperity in their future. A wife you legally married, pay a bright price. I see you, a man who has no prosperity in the future. My wife is my treasurer. She's my accountant. She knows my money more than me. Any other money she doesn't know, I just want to surprise her. Oh, I want to do something. So I want to. I want her to believe there's no money. It's only the one she has. Then when it's time, I'll just surprise. She knows. So she will tell me, you, I know you. I know you have one money you have kept somewhere to come to surprise me. All my money, she knows how and what she knows. She's my treasurer. Even before we got married. And you are married. Paid bright price. Your wife does not know your money. Your wife does not know how much you earn. There's a problem with you. You are a woman. Your husband does not know how much you earn. There's something wrong with you. Marriage is a joint union. It's a joint union. Uh, Pastor, you don't know my husband. Hmm. If he sees the money now, is, is it not you that married him? Is it me that sent you? Pastor, you don't know my wife. Hmm. If I give her this money now, hmm, she will finish. Is it me that married her? Is it not you? So both of you should find a way and sort out your problem. Sit down. Talk to yourselves. Talk to yourself and move on. Let's say there's someone in need and you give to the person several times. The person now wants to leave or her burden on you. What should you do? Good. If you have the power to carry the need, you carry. If you have the power, you, don't, you can't carry. You go on your own. Now, is it by force? Uh-uh. Lean on me is not key me. Lean on me is not key me. When Jesus said, lean on me, he didn't say key me. Uh-huh. That's, that does not mean that your brain should not work. Okay? There are people, such people, what do you do? Now look for, if you can, look for a way to raise money, give them to go and start up something. Listen, helping the poor is not you always coming to give them what to eat. If you have the capacity, give them something, say, hey, go and start a business. Okay? When you have now done that to your own capacity, they continue to be stupid. Stop. God will not be angry with you. I remember a young lady who was in church. I kept giving. She has a daughter. I don't know where she carried the daughter from. I kept giving them money. One day I got tired. How long will I do this? So I called her, what can you do? 
Oh, and she can do this accounted money. How much do you want? So she does. I said, go to market, check and come back. She went, came back. I counted the money I gave to her. I said, go and start. Oh, daddy, thank you. Oh, thank you. God bless you. You will never suffer. I said, she get out. Get out of here. Oh, no, I will never suffer by the way you behave. And she left. One week pass. Two weeks pass. One month. Two months. It don't mean that. She's still not doing anything. I called her. I said, come. Have you started a business? No. Why? Oh, I've not been able to travel to her craft to buy the goods. And I said, okay. One month, but I called her. Why? I've not been able to say, no, no, it's not a crack on. What's going on? Um, my boyfriend said, I should not do that kind of business. I said, where was your boyfriend when you were broke? When was your boyfriend when you were looking for money? When was your boyfriend when I was giving you money? Your boyfriend said, so why didn't you return my money? Oh, by that time, uh, I started dating him. So when I started dating him, he said that kind of business is not good for me. He wants to open a big shop for me. I did not tie away. I know that money was gone. Before you know, she, the boyfriend was now spoiling her with money and gifts. And I told her, don't listen to this boy. Get a business to start and be focused. She will go and tell the boy what I said. The boy see me, the boy will be frowning in his face. I kept quiet. And one day, she was calling me. About nine o'clock, thereabouts. Daddy, daddy, he want to kill me, he want to kill me. Me, God, I was not having sense then. It's not like now that I'm wise. Then I was very stupid. Carry myself, entered Okada, left my house. Phew, go, 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 go. Ran there, got there. The boy was on, people had gathered. The boy was on the road, shouting, shouting. I called him. I should get out. Hey, it's me, oh, pastor. Get out. Ah. I said, I don't blame you. It's my stupidity that I, 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 I answered this guest call that brought me here. What is going on? Uh, they had an issue. The boy said he's cheating on him. Are you cheating? No, I'm not cheating. No, I only went out. He saw my phone. He saw a message. Me and somebody. Okay, no problem. So what does he want now? He said everything he has ever bought for me since both of us began to follow. I should bring all back. I said, what does he mean by uh, give them back now? That's one of the things. He has given some to the mother. He has used some. The guy said the ones that are there now, he should bring it. The one he gave to the mother, she's gonna bring it later. What is the everything? So they're bringing it. Shirt, slippers. The guy took till the guy took till the slippers she was wearing. There's one red pant I bought for you. That one that has rope. Go and bring. I've worn it. Go and bring it. Pant she has worn. She has worn the pant. The guy collected it. The baby dress. The dress the baby is wearing. The guy collected it, put them in a rubber, and walked and walked away. Walked away. So she disappeared from church. I dragged her, dragged her. She now resumed church. I, 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 I fired her. I talked, fired her. Fired her. She's lucky it's not now. Me, I would have arrested her. I would have called police for her. She was stupid. That made them to insult me. And after everything was calm, suddenly she said her rent was due. Her rent was due. May I give you money for business? You didn't do. Told you this. You didn't obey. Followed an idiot now. Your rent is due. Okay. So now this is what we will do. I give you and your daughter money literally every week for feeding. So what you will do for me is go and look for 
50% of the rent and I will pay 50%. The day you bring me your 50%, I will immediately, I will hand over the, my 50% to you so that you go and pay the rent. She found her face, walked away. Till date, till I left that church, she didn't come back. She began to tell everybody that that pastor is a wicked pastor, very stingy pastor. He does not help people. He does not, he does this, he does that, he does that. So a lot of people around there knows a lot about me and they don't even know me. He's very wicked. He does not support people. He does not help people. He does not. Last time I saw her, she's still the way she is. Last time she saw me, I'm not the way. I, hey, pastor, you have car now. I say, yes, I have car. Can I enter? I say, no, you can't enter. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. I still dash our money. I still dash our money. Still dash the daughter money. So you see, there are people you don't show that they are burdened. Me now, such girl, I can't carry such girl's burden or the daughter's burden. No. I, in fact, men would come to, the, the girl will, she's used to bringing men home. She will bring men. The daughter will ask the man, what did you bring? A girl of, was he, I don't know, two, three years or so, she will ask the man, what did you bring? Nothing. The girl, the little girl will start giving the man attitude. Why? The, 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 the girl was the one, the mother was the one saying herself, you will tell the man, ah, if you don't bring her anything, she's not happy. I went to their house to go and greet the evangelist. Thank God I was not alone and I didn't even enter their house. The girl came, was speaking the uh, uh, What's she saying? She's asking, what did you bring? I said, me, your pastor, what did I bring? As your uncle or your auntie. He said, that's how she do. If you come here, you don't, she will ask you, what did you bring? If you didn't bring anything, she will get angry. I said, you are, both of you are stupid. Both of you, very stupid. Very stupid. Trading a child to become, please give me my last scripture. So wisdom demand you understand where to invest help and where not to. When people begin to have they begin to take help for granted. Be careful, number one. Number two, when people begin to um, have the entitlement mentality, be careful. Proverbs 21, verse 13, not 15. Who so stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. So God is saying, every time a poor person cries, and you have the means to help them. You ignore it. The day you will cry, say me, I will ignore you. I will make sure that people don't. So part of the reason why some of us don't get answer to prayer is that the day you would have given justice to those that needed it, you did not. So now you are looking for justice. You will not find it. It's there in your Bible. All right? The only problem is that... Uh, like my father, Apostle Suleiman, would say, poor people are the most dangerous people on earth. Poor people. They are one of the most dangerous people on earth. Their level of entitlement and ingratitude. The level of entitlement. You will see somebody who is struggling. Somebody who is struggling. You will count out your hard-earned money. Give the person 500 Ghana cities. The person will say, is that all? Why? The person is assuming that you should have brought 10,000. 
money that your whole generation, your father, if they sell your father now, sell your mother, sell, the, even they sell their kidney, their kidney cry is tired. Their, their this liver is tired because they have used all kind of tobacco and alcohol to spoil it. So if they sell them in parts, they break out their heart, they have a, they have a heart problem, they have a kidney problem, their liver has spoiled. If they sell them in parts, they sell them, butcher them in parts, they will not be able to generate that money. And somebody from nowhere counted the money and gave to you. And there is no atom of gratitude. Ingratitude and entitlement mentality. But listen, even when stranded people abuse privilege, keep helping and keep investing in people. Even when stranded people abuse privilege, keep helping and keep investing in people. There are still good people out there. Just be discerning. Have discernment. Have discernment. Don't stop being good because one person is bad. Don't stop being good. Number four, number four, under kingdom asset is invest in the kingdom. Invest in the kingdom. Don't just invest in people. Invest in the kingdom. Get me this two scripture. Um, Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. We just read Luke right now. The man invested in the kingdom and they said to Jesus, this man loved us. He has built a church. I pray for somebody that in your lifetime you will build a church. You will build a church. You will build massive churches. In your lifetime you will build projects for the kingdom. You will sponsor crusades in the name of Jesus. Your money will sponsor crusades. Your money will build churches. Your money will buy instruments. Your money will support missionaries. Your money will support men and women of God. In the name of Jesus. It's a very powerful record, though, that you built a church. It's a very powerful record. It's a very powerful record in God's eyes. Very powerful. My was telling me yesterday, we're checking something. Pentacles and prayer camp. My wife was telling me that the person that owns Ernest uh, Chemist is the one that gave the land to Pentacles. And I was asking, why won't the man be everywhere? Every region you will find Ernest Chemist. Every region you will find Ernest, everywhere. Why won't he be everywhere? Give such land. Ah! such vast acres of land. Why won't it be everywhere? And most of you, all you don't have to do is to pray for givers. Somebody give to church. Oh, God bless you. Let's clap for this. You don't have to clap. You don't have to clap. You don't have to do this. Thing. Boy, when will they clap for you? When will they tell you God bless you? One plot of land, you can't give. One thousand Ghana, you can't give. They also built a church with them. Okay. Plot of land, you cannot give. Money, you cannot give. There's nothing. There's nothing. Listen, listen. I, I, I say the things I say, particularly for my sons and daughters, so that they understand the revelation I have, the vision I have, the thinking I have. Giving is good. But you must always, at a point in your life, 
come to the realm of sacrifice. Okay? It's good to give, give, give. But at one point of your life, continually come to a point where you sacrifice. If you choose to do it once in a year, twice, um, once in two years, once in, just for every one year, two years, three years, look for something you have never given. A seed, your tithing is good. Your seed is good. First fruit is good. But sit down, ask yourself, what have I not given before? How much? Or what? Is it land? Is it car? Give it. Listen, you, you, you will make statements in heaven and on earth. I'm telling you the truth. You want to break certain boundaries. You want to become so mighty and become unstoppable. This is one of the key. I told us last time, I got this revelation from a man of God a few days ago. A few days ago. He said, the day you enter giving in millions, he said, that day you become unstoppable. The day your giving enter millions, from that day, you become unstoppable. And I can tell you, that from the first time I began to give in millions, that is when I saw a shift in my life and in my ministry. I'm telling you the truth. From the day I began to give in millions. So it's good to do your 1,000, 500, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000. But the day you wake up, I'm not talking of about 1 million Ghana city. So what is 1 million Ghana city? This is 100 cities, right? Old currency. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean money. In Nigeria, one million, one million um, converted to CD currently should be about uh, 15,000 Ghana cities. Not giving it in peace, giving it in bulk. The day you cross into that realm, there are protocols and boundaries you break. You just left something. Something. You just left something. Something just left you. Something just left you. You have just left, it's like somebody who just left a class, entered a new class. All right, post my scripture. A time cry, a time as soon. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. Cry yet, say ye, thus say ye the Lord of hosts, my cities, through prosperity, shall yet be spread abroad. And the Lord shall yet comfort Zion, and shall yet choose Jerusalem. My city, true prosperity, shall yet be spread abroad. So God is saying, the building of the church is true prosperity. The building of the church is true prosperity. And God will not come down to do it. It is you and I that are his children that he has blessed that will be the one to do it. Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Matthew 6, 19 to 21. This kind of teaching there is what makes a lot of people angry in church. See them angry. Angry is paining them. They would say, this church, 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 every time money, money, money. When they were preaching prophecy, they didn't complain. When they were preaching deliverance, they didn't talk. When they were preaching forgiveness, they didn't talk. When you were preaching sin, they didn't talk. The moment you enter money, you see them. Spirit of the Pharisee and the Sadducees. Pharisee and Sadducee spirits. All right, let's read. Look at this now. Look at this. Lay not up for yourselves. Note this now. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. Where moth, can I get another version so that people can get it clearer? So that it won't look like I'm uh, explaining in my own terms. Where moth and rods, dots corrupt. 
and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, is where your heart be also. So God is saying there's a way you can send money to heaven. This is, is, if you read your Bible, if you have your Bible, you discover the writing is in red, right? That is Jesus talking. Don't store up treasures on here on earth. We are mott. This is still the same thing now. Look for something that does not have the word mott for me. Look for another version. I just want that thing to change a plain English so that we can read it like children and get their understanding. Okay, amplify. Do not store up for yourself um, yourselves material treasures on earth. Where mott? You are still giving me mott. TPT would have would have a different statement or NLT. Okay, give me a new one. My time is already out too. NLT. Okay. Don't keep holding for yourself. Another brofu again. Don't keep holding for yourselves earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Material wealth eventually lost decay and loses its value. Okay, so where's the other part? Oh yeah, hold on with the easy for me. Let's finish the one that Mr. Solomon wrote. Mr. Solomon, where's the 20 and 21? Please, let's slow down. Let's slow down. Let's take it step, step. It's from 19 to 21. So if you are posting for me, be sure you are getting all. Don't come and be giving me half, 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 half. You will know them by the obvious fruits. Okay. What's going on? You are posting two different scriptures. Early can repost um, your own, but make sure you get the 21. Do not want to have many valuable things here in the world. Insects or water can destroy those kind of things. Or people may come into your house and they can rob you of those things. Instead, you should want to have valuable things in heaven. Insects and water cannot destroy anything there. Men cannot rob you of your things there then you will be thinking a lot about heaven because that is where you keep your valuable things. Okay, so this scripture is saying two things, two lessons here. Number one, there are some things you don't keep in the house. Send it to the bank. I, I read a story yesterday in Nigeria, a young man who they came to rob, who had kept over 100 million naira in his house, put it in the ceiling. So they came to rob him. It was police. Somebody went to call police. Police came to rob the guy, not a criminal. So police came to rob him and collected the money and arrested him that he's a thief for robbing him. 
So number one, he said your house. Don't keep a lot of things in the house that are valuable. Number two, this scripture is saying that you can keep your mind on heaven by giving. I don't know if you get that. You can keep your, he said where your treasure is, that is where your mind will be. Then you will be thinking a lot about heaven because that is where you keep your valuable things. Yes, it is true. It is true. Okay, Grandpa has given me all the TPT. Don't keep holding for yourselves earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Material wealth eventually rust decays and loses its value. Instead, stockpile heavenly treasures for yourself that cannot be stolen and will never rust decay or lose their value. For your heart, we always pursue what you value as your treasure. So now, how do we store up treasures in heaven? It's true giving, helping the poor. Helping the poor. Investing into anything that has to do with soul winning. Investing into anything that has to do with kingdom. The food you eat has no investment in heaven. The clothes you bought has no investment in heaven. The shoe you bought has no investment in heaven. Uh, unless it is for the purpose of the kingdom. Oh, you bought clothes because you have no clothes for evangelism. So you bought clothes. Okay, that's a good, that's part of it. I'm not saying you should not buy clothes. The scripture is not saying you should not buy clothes. You should not buy a house. You should not drive a car. You should not eat. No, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is that all your savings, all your investing should not be about you and about now, about the earth. You should also be kingdom-minded. In fact, you should be more kingdom-minded than earth. That's what it's saying. Be a kingdom financier. Don't imagine it. Don't wish it or assume it. Start in your capacity. What a lot of people often tell me, oh, man of God, pray for me. When God bless me, eh? hmm. I want to support church. You are a criminal. The 1,000 Ghana CD you have now, what are you doing from there? The 200 CDs you have now, what are you doing from there? You can support your church to pay ECG bill of 20 CDs. Yes, you can support to pay ECG bill of 20 CDs. You can support the children's department to buy water or one bag of water of 10 CDs. You can support the cleaning department to buy detergent. You see, people don't know how to follow God. Start in your capacity. Stop what those wish. Oh, when God bless me, eh? I want to build a cathedral. Somebody who can buy detergent cannot build cathedral. If God bless you now, you remember you want to go to Dubai. You want to go to Barbados. You want to go to Hawaii. You want to go to Toskakakos. You want to drive um, Lamborghini. Somebody who cannot give a boss of matches cannot give a church a boss. Somebody that cannot give a pack of matches to the church cannot give a boss. You see, ladies, ladies, women, how do you know a man that will be stingy to you? Somebody you are dating. He doesn't, he can never, he doesn't care about your welfare or he pretend to care. Can't come in to help you solve problems beyond you. You see me, my name is Pastor Norbert. I don't believe in sponsoring a lady because I'm dating you. I'm not your father. No. 
if you have if it is laid in your heart to support do a welfare since you are now charity it's fine that's good for you but me i don't believe in it i don't if you believe in it good for you while i was dating my wife she would tell you may i don't give her money no i don't give her money but when i see the places and situations where it looks like it is beyond her i come in okay take this money and she will have my money with her that's the part that amazed me more she will sort of she will have my money with her ten thousand twenty thousand and she needed one thousand she will not collect from the money and me i won't give her i won't yeah i didn't come to train you i didn't come to if you cannot be responsible you can't show that your body now why are you alive in fact where's your father where's your mother that's my question no? all this is they are there for you they, all of them they are there when you enter take, chop anything buy anything the money is there but right now what can you do for yourself so many have been under the disguise of oh you see give 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 to marry liability i'm not saying you shouldn't give see all the ladies all the ladies are quiet right now ah pastor you are maybe some cry invited their boyfriend to this meeting so you are spoiling my market no problem Hmm? I'm not I'm not against um giving, okay? But I'm talking about now shouldering a responsibility. I'm against it. I am against it. Abba. No, you get the signs of a man or a woman that will be stingy in relationship. The signs are there. They don't give to their mother, they don't give to their father. They can't take you out. Out and cry, they won't take you. Okay, you are now in a tight situation. So really tight, not your stupid dealing. Tight situation. They can't even bring out money to say, I want to support, I want to help you. That's not a good person. They can't buy you gifts. That's not that's that, that's somebody that will be very stingy to you. Alright? You should give. Not coming to carry responsibility. I've done it before. I made up my mind I won't do it again. I won't do it again. Ah, how do I get then? I will give her my ATM. I will give her my ATM, give her PIN. They will empty my account. She will tell me that my sister mistakenly used the ATM. Your sister mistakenly used the ATM. Does ATM, is ATM in your room? Or my PIN is in your father's house? They will empty my account. I'll start laboring again. After that time, I said, no, this is stupidity. I won't do it again. I didn't do it again. No. I didn't do it again. Till Jesus come. I'm married, so my wife should enjoy my money. So, be a kingdom financier. Don't be making promises. A guy that keep making promises, a guy that keep making promises and is not even doing something small, is a risk. Is a risk. At least I tried though. I bought, I bought my wife a phone one time. Her phone was having an issue. I knew she wanted to use her money for other things. And most importantly, she kept using her money to support the things of the church. Every program, she would be the one to cook. The annoying part, the only one that annoyed me, every program she would buy new plates, buy new bowl. They want the guest minister to be fine. And they were not giving me some of the bowl. Eh? She will buy chicken, big chicken for guest minister. Me, I almost became a guest minister in my own church. 
She will cook big chicken. I'm like, what kind of thing is this? What is wrong? When guest minister come, we will get big chicken. Guest minister go, no big chicken. I said, what are you people? She and this woman. Oh, that woman, I miss her. They will do big chicken. I said, are you people saying that me, your pastor, is not of value again? Let me start traveling and coming back as guest minister. Then they were now repenting small, small. I will tell us my guest speakers. Big, big chicken. One assorted jollof like that or fried rice, and they won't do something for me. So I saw that all her money was going into whatever that has to do with program, the church, supporting. If we say in church, we want to support somebody, somebody did this, did that, you will realize she's always one of the first, or she will always give higher than any other person to support that thing or that person. So one time she was having issues with her phone and all of that. I just bought phone, called her, handed the phone over to her. At least that one I tried. I think that was the biggest giving I gave to her till we got married. That was the biggest. Right now, there I can buy her anything. Anything money can buy. So, brothers, I'm not supporting you to be stingy that you cannot give anything at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm only saying don't carry family problem. If you have the grace, hmm? maybe some of you have the grace, you are so nice, you can go ahead, pay sister's school fees, pay brother's school fees. Oh, my younger brother, sister's auntie is not feeling fine, send money. My baby sister's auntie's cousin, nephew is not fine, send money, continue, okay? Continue. Just that in such situation, when there is heartbreak, the heartbreak does not pay you, it's the investment that pay you more. The heartbreak does not pain you at all. You don't feel bad. What pains you is the investment. So be a kingdom financier. Don't be singing with your mouth, I want to do for the church, I want to do for the church, I want to do for the church, when you are doing nothing. Start with where you are. If what you can afford now is to buy a seat, do it. If what you can afford now is to buy detergent to clean the church, do it. If what you can do now is um, to recharge your pastor's phone, do it. Don't be telling me, oh, pastor, pray for me when I'm rich. I won't pray. Me, I won't pray. I will only pray general prayer, but for you, people like you, I know you, I won't pray. I won't pray. Come, let's do general prayer. I won't pray. If I tell you I'm praying, I'm lying. I'm praying for everybody. But for me to come, you, no, I, won't, I, don't have the, I don't have the strength. I'm tired. Ah, Pastor, pray for me. You see, eh? if God bless me. And you pray, pray, money will come. They will tell you that um, um, our house in the village, the roof has removed. Um, our, our king palace in the village, say the chair has spoiled. Ah, the body will save you that say we should pray that this and this one. Uh, Pastor, I will come. I will come. I will come. Did it. So we are praying for everybody, for God to bless them. Hmm? Out of everybody, there will be the good, there will be the bad. So that God, those God can use, God should use them. The one that does not want God to use them, God should not use them. So in you becoming an asset, number one is that you must be planted in the house of God and in the things of God. Number two, be a doer of the word. Number three, invest in people. Invest in people. God is happy when you invest in people. Number four, 
invest in the kingdom, be a kingdom financier, please, in your capacity, in your capacity, do what you can. Don't wait to be heaven and earth. Don't wait you have a billion dollar in your pocket. No. If all you have now is 100, anybody who cannot pay tithe out of 100 CDs will not be able to pay tithe out of 1,000 CDs. Because the more your income grow, the more your responsibility will grow. You begin to see a lot of things you want to do with money. All right? Once your income grow now, your responsibility will grow. You will realize that, ah, the house I'm living in now, I'm bigger than the house. Um, the shoe I'm wearing, I have to buy a new shoe. My clothes, I have to buy. So you will see that a lot of things around you will become big in your eyes. So giving will still be difficult. Anybody who cannot pay tight from 100 naira cannot pay tight from 10,000 naira. Anybody who cannot pay tight when God bless them with a hundred dollar cannot pay tight when God give them ten thousand dollars. It is in your heart. So from where you are now, start from there. God bless you. Do from what you have. God favors you. Do from what you have. You earn money. Do from what you have. From the little where you are, keep doing, keep doing, keep doing, keep doing until you see God help you and get established. Alright? Stand on the kingdom. Obey the kingdom. Do the, Be a doer of the kingdom. The Lord is going to help you. I want us to pray. I'm stopping here. We are meeting back tonight. I want us to pray the Father, as I begin to pray, help me to be a doer of the word. Help me to be a doer of the word. Help me to be a doer of the word. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Help me, Lord, to be a doer of the word. Help me to do this word. Help me, help me. I'm not done, but I don't want to restart another session. I want to just come back in the evening. All right? So if you came late, go back and listen to the teaching afresh. It will help you. Lord, we receive grace to do your word, Lord. We receive grace to do your word. We receive grace to do your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Father, I pray that you give us understanding. You give us understanding. Empower us to do your word, O oh God. Make us kingdom assets. None of us here will be useless to the kingdom. Lord, make us kingdom assets. Empower us to become assets to your kingdom. Empower us to become assets to your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we bless your name. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory, Lord. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We are back online tonight, 5 p.m., not 6 o'clock. 5 p.m. And don't forget... Accra Prayer Conference will be coming on 20th of October. 20th of October. And we're having a meeting for the singles. Share the flyer, please. Share the flyer. Invite someone. Let's teach. Let's talk. Let's pray. And God help us. Let's prophesy. I trust God for something new in your life. All right. Until I see you again, my name is Pastor Norbert Freeman. You know I love you. 
and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. If you are new here, kindly follow the page and bye-bye.